0: My name is Joe, and alternate universes exist. Along with my friend Adam, we have been given a task to use a magic window to gaze into these alternate universes and cast judgment upon them. To do that, we must become something else. We are
1: the Monitors. Previously on the DC Monitors. (laughs) Uh, Nothing? I mean, it's been
0: a couple weeks uh, because no new uh, episodes have been out. They've been on their... Little hiatuses uh, coming into the home stretch, except for uh, uh, Legends of Tomorrow. They've finished.
1: Yep, that was our last. We went very deep into the two Legends of uh, Legends of Tomorrow final episodes there. Yeah, but we have heard a lot of big news for the upcoming season finales and the last four episodes, I guess, for this season of each show.
0: Yeah, I feel like well. Arrow's given out like a ton of info. Like you, you can't be surprised by anything they've done at this point.
1: Arrow's being super hyped.
0: Yeah, like they're they're coming out and they're saying like, oh, uh, Deathstroke's coming back for the finale,
1: and and Laurel's coming oh, back. Laurel's coming back. Everyone's coming back. Uh, yeah,
0: and they're announcing all the like uh, season uh, six uh, full time characters, like that are full season regulars now, like Wild Dog and and Dinah are now full Season 6 regulars. You think they get a bump in
1: pay? Of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now I know, like, nothing happens to them. <laughs> so, we are the DC Monitors. We're live right now on strangelabel.com. Follow us on Twitter at the DC Monitors and search us out on Facebook. Also, download each show after they've aired at thedcmonitors.wordpress.com. And on iTunes. Yep, sp- subscribe on iTunes as well. So, what's the biggest news you've heard? Probably... For me, um, probably Deathstroke. Yeah.
0: I, I really like uh Manu Bennett. I loved him as Slade Wilson and he's been sort of missing from the show since that random season three episode where they tossed Oliver and Thea on the island and made him <laughs> fight Slade really <laughs> easily. Uh, you know. But like he had a big, big arc in season two where he took over the city. Yeah. He was that was definitely the best of Arrow, that season the yeah. season two Slade arc. It, yeah that was it was honestly pretty amazing he uh um he, he's in the dual flashbacks where he's training oliver and their best friends and then uh they find the mirror kuru and um then he starts turning into like the bad guy and then when oliver sees him in the present time um thinking that he's been dead all of these years and he hasn't been he's been pulling the strings against oliver and uh you know taking over star city
1: well starling city at the time <laughs> So uh, they released a Sizzler reel yesterday. It's like a two minute long teaser of the last four episodes of the yep. season. Um, check those out. Look those up on the Arrow uh, Facebook page or Twitter. But yeah, we see just a little sneak peek. He, we go to see, he talks to Slade in that little prison he has him in on Lian Yu. I guess he's been there a couple years now. But yeah. he, he gives him his mask back. Do you think he's like asking him for help with Prometheus?
0: Yeah, I mean, what other, like, why else would he be uh, releasing yeah, him? That's got to be it. Well, in the sizzle reel, it says um, the Prometheus has a line that's something like, uh, we have the same trainer. Like, did you really expect to beat
1: me? And I'm like, well, Oliver's had like ten trainers. So, yeah, I do expect him to beat you. That's another big one. They, Prometheus says we have the same... We were trained by the same person. And then yeah. we see Talia. And then there's another little sneak pe- peek of uh, Nissa facing off with Talia. I was actually
0: pretty happy about that. I really like Nissa, and she's been uh, sorely missed. Uh, I think her last appearance was sometime in season four, and um, I know she's filming like a new series now, the actress. But like, uh, it's great to have her back and 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 fighting her
1: sister on Arrow, or I assume fighting her sister. We we don't know yet. Maybe they'll be joining up. We don't yeah, know. But yeah. um, yeah, I think the last time we saw her, she had just disbanded the League of Assassins. She had, yeah, which was silly. So, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, why would you ever? Disband the entire League of Assassins. That doesn't make any sense. Like, just didn't make sense in, in her case. Like she had fought that entire season three to get the League
1: of Assassins, and then early in season four she's just like, eh, I give up on it. What do you think all those assassins do when they just get their I don't know. disbanded? You think they just assimilate into everyday life? So
0: like Sarah literally didn't have to like be upset during all of season two. She just had to wait another year.
1: <laughs> like that would have just disbanded her. <laughs> like uh Sarah goes through time being a lesbian <laughs> nissa just goes off and well, i'm done with the league so i'm gonna travel the world and be a lesbian <laughs> oh i think it was funny because uh
0: you know now that sarah's back to normal basically um and she's uh, you know a time-traveling lesbian uh she can't rekindle her love affair with nissa like i think i think they just gave up on it like this is like oh my beloved is just off off on her own now like she was really upset that she got lazarus pitted uh that that sarah got
1: lazarus pitted and resurrected but
0: after sarah got her soul back like what was
1: the big deal i don't think uh sarah's like interested in settling down now no she was the only one on legends who didn't try to like sleep with someone else in the crew yeah well there's (laughs) hardly any women on the on this ship (laughs) well she's bi yeah
0: i know but like they they seem to forget that they always just make her like a time lesbian did did Ray or
1: any of them ever try to hit on her? I can't remember.
0: They uh, only in the first season. Uh, she had a moment with like Captain Cold where they were they made out a little bit, and then he blew himself up and saved everybody. Oh, yeah. But yeah, other than that, I think they just like to say that she's a time lesbian <laughs> rather than uh, <laughs> I love saying time lesbian for some reason. <laughs> like she just interrupts like you know uh, random events in history, just like oh I'm gonna sleep with you woman for no reason. <laughs> I mean, they did try to call her out on it being like dangerous because at some point, like she sleeps, like she turns people into lesbians, and it's like nineteen sixty. Yeah, at times <laughs> when that was extremely
1: punishable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you think Manu Bennett back is? You think it's just for the finale, or do you think he's coming back maybe for next season? I kind of hope he comes back for season six.
0: Uh, I think it's hard to put a cap back on uh, Slade Wilson and Deathstroke, like what kind of deal is Oliver really going to make him to convince him to just go back into prison afterwards?
1: And how can how can he even,
0: like, ask for Slade's help? Like I think, like, they showed all, in that last
1: episode, he's getting desperate. Like, he basically begged Anatoly to come in and do it. But after even all the awful stuff that Prometheus has done, like, none of that's as bad as Slade killing his mother right in front of him and his sister. I think he's
0: forgiven him for that at that point, isn't he? Because, like... I know it wasn't really a great episode when they had him, like, training against Thea and Oliver on Lian Yu in, like, season three, but, like, they didn't seem to, like, have any, like, I don't know, he didn't seem very upset
1: by it at that <laughs> point. He's like, well, I've held you in my own private prison for two years. So. Yeah, I guess we're kind of even. <laughs> <laughs> he was, uh, actually, he was in the crossover, Deathstroke was, but that definitely was not Manu Bennett. When they, he was in, oh, yeah. like, that dream version of... Right. Star City. I, I don't think they could have gotten him at that point. Yeah. It, is, it is funny, though,
0: that uh, he's like the only villain that they haven't killed. Uh, at the end of every season, he always kills his villain. Like in the first season, he thought he killed Malcolm Harlan and he put an arrow through his chest. And then in season two, he's just like, I'm going to be better. I'm going to throw on you in prison. <laughs> but then season three, he's like, Well, I don't have any other options. I have to kill you, Razo Ghoul. <laughs> then he kills Razo And then season four, he wrings his hands the whole time. He's just like, I can't kill. But I guess because you killed
1: uh, Laurel, I have no choice. So I'll kill you, Damien Dark. <laughs> so. And you nuked the city, so. Yeah. Um, also, Captain Boomerang's in that prison. You think he'll be coming out? Yeah, I, I think
0: they already announced that the actor that plays him, who uh, I'm drawing a blank on right now, um, is, is back in filming.
1: That's, um, yeah. People but he was 3... on Flash. He was on Flash and not on Arrow. Well, he's traditionally a Flash villain, but he was in that... Wasn't he in that first Arrow Flash crossover? Yeah, but then they uh, they did capture him, and uh, I remember uh, Barry
0: saying like, "Oh, we gave him to Oliver to put in his prison in the U." Yeah, which is funny because they both
1: have their their own like Guantanamos. It's it's funny about him because like you forget that he's there. Like yeah. he was only in that those two episodes. Well, they
0: made a little attempt early in like season two to like have sort of like a Suicide Squad. They even say it a couple times, like Suicide Squad. Yeah, um, and. Like, they they even showed, like, the back of, like, a Harley Quinn in Argus, um, and they captured Slade, and they captured um, Captain Boomerang, and, like, you know, they had Deadshot for a while until, for whatever reason, they decided to kill him off,
1: and Amanda Waller. Captain Boomerang's, like, one of the rogues, too. That's, like, I so want to see, like, a rogues team-up. Like, I don't, I know Captain Cold is dead now, and Heatwaves is pretty much a, a hero. In, well. <laughs> an anti-hero, I guess, because he's not a villain anymore, but...
0: I mean, but he's more hero than he is a villain. Like, what is he villaining these <laughs> days? Like, he's just saving people's lives. Like, I mean, but... While he, drinking beers. He's
1: not afraid to kill anyone. That's... Yeah, but, like, so it's like, half that team. Like, Sarah doesn't care. Well, she's had well, to stop herself from killing Damien Dark.
0: Yeah, well, only for dumb reasons. Like, dumb timeline reasons. <laughs> and then when she could alter reality just to get Laurel back, like, and they
1: were just like, nah, don't do that. So that's the other thing. We see, um... Laurel meeting up with um, Paul Blackthorne. Yeah, Captain Lance. You, this has to be Black Siren, though, right?
0: Earth yeah, the I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't think they're gonna. At this point, they already the ship has sailed on them resurrecting uh, our Laurel because you know they've given up on Sarah doing it on Legends, and they kind of blew their load earlier this season when uh, Black Siren showed up and she tried to convince everyone that she had been resurrected by
1: Sarah. But they did announce that. Um, What's Katie Cassidy yeah. is coming back for the full season six. Well,
0: I mean, it could be like what they did to Thea this season, where they just gave her like twelve episodes. But I um, mean, but yeah, she is a full series regular for season six. Uh, they didn't say how many episodes though. I feel like I keep have to astering astering <laughs> that because like I really want, I really like Thea, and for whatever reason they decided to give her like ten episodes this season. But it is like. And they front loaded it like she was in every like the first ten episodes, and
1: then she's just gone for like the next ten episodes with very uh, questionable explanations too. Yeah, but I like I find it hard to believe that they'd have the evil Black Siren as the series regular. Um, well, in the in the Sizzle rule they kind of she
0: has an encounter with Dinah, and um, you know the kind of there seems to be like a face off between Earth Two Black Siren and uh, and Dinah.
1: Uh, and they have the same ability, basically the same metahuman. Yeah, that's true. Because Earth Two Laurel is a metahuman. Yeah, whereas the normal Laurel just had the like some kind of device that Cisco made, right? Yeah. Right.
0: But she also, you know, took boxing and learned karate. I don't. Did Black Siren really do that, or is she
1: just relying on her her sonic boom there? I feel like that's all you need to rely on. Well, Although yeah. they have a, don't they have a device that just nullifies it? Yeah, I mean.
0: Just like Flash had devices to nullify telepathy, but then they went to a gorilla world <laughs> without them. So,
1: god damn it.
0: <laughs> so, what else
1: did we see in there? We saw. Uh, uh, I was really excited for Yao Fei. I saw him. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, is he back from the dead, or you think that was a flashback? Uh, it's 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 not a flashback.
0: I think it's it's one of those hallucination dreams that he must have.
1: Didn't uh, Tal Talia trained him too?
0: Uh, she did, yeah. She I, she said, I think, earlier this season that um, Yao Fei was her student and yeah. he... Because uh, she
1: recognized the hood that Oliver had and she made it yeah. into the costume for him. Right. So, some kind of huge face-off with Talia and Prometheus and Nyssa and Yao Fei, but whose side will Yao Fei be on? <laughs> <laughs> whose side will anyone be on? I That's think it would be pretty cool
0: if Yao Fei is alive. I mean, he, I, I did like Yao
1: Fei and I felt like they killed him off a little too early. Because I don't even think he made it through season one. No, he got stabbed by that... I don't even remember the military guy's name. or He just got tortured and killed. Uh, the first uh, flashback villain? Yeah, in the first season. Yeah. Oh God, what was his name? He was just like a mercenary captain. Yeah. Oh, it's bugging me because I feel like it's
0: on the tip of my tongue.
1: I'll have to look it up. Yeah, I'll Google it. Uh, but yeah, he just got unceremoniously killed
0: trying to think if there's anything offhand Dolph Lundgren's
1: coming back too we oh saw him. Kovar yeah there was a brief
0: little glimpse of um I, I, obviously there's some Kovar stuff uh, I heard he comes back for the present so I don't I don't think he's as dead as he appears to be
1: yeah we saw him like torturing Oliver right man now that I just talking this all out there's so many things that they have to wrap up I know and there's like only what four or five episodes left in the season
0: yeah they've got a lot that's going to come together I did notice that there's a there's a lot of felicity and uh Oliver um contention in in the in the clip and then there's it didn't seem like they had a lot of diggle stuff or a lot of Thea stuff like there's two like freeze flames of Thea. I did see a flash of Artemis with a gun uh but I don't really care about Artemis so kind of hope she just
1: bites it pretty quickly. At least we know they're there. Yeah. I know this has nothing to do with Arrow but in um The young justice cartoon they had a whole storyline where artemis um had like a love a love thing with roy harper and they ended up having a kid
0: so artemis is a pre-existing character i kind of just assumed that she was the worst thing that they oh no wait
1: actually i'm an idiot it was it was a different character that artemis ended up i think ended up falling in love with kid flash oh so but Artemis is (laughs) is artemis is a real character yeah, oh. um, she becomes a villain called Tigress. Like Ar- Artemis, is when she was a good guy, and then when she's a bad guy, she's a t- Tigress, I guess. Edward Fires was that first season mercenary. Oh, Fires. that's it, Fires. Yes.
0: Um. Yeah, <laughs> I just I I don't like Artemis at all, and maybe that's a testament to the actress, but like, uh, it's
1: just her character annoys the crap out of me. She was gone for so long, too. Like yeah. she, she betrayed them and then didn't show up again until <laughs> yeah, that episode. She betrayed
0: them and, then, and she's like, oh, I'll see you in 10 episodes. Hey, everybody, remember me?
1: Just looking back at some season one characters, it's, uh, whatever happened to Walter Steele? Uh, he
0: does come back into season two. He bails out um, Queen Consolidated a bit um, when Oliver needs some shares and then he convinces Moira to run for office but yeah after that there's
1: not much of walter Steele. he's he's definitely gonna come back at some point yeah the the wiki says he attended moira's funeral attempted to comfort Thea, the and offered help yeah and that's probably like the last time you see him no he was approached uh by the star city council to be mayor but declined and that was the last time we heard from him um did they ask him after moira was killed maybe I just
0: remember like they set him up and like Moore was like, oh, maybe we'll get back together. And then she goes to the dinner and it's, uh, he's just like, I think you should run for mayor." And then, uh, I remember seeing them, him at the funeral, but I don't remember him past that. We also saw, uh, Cody Rhodes was in there. He's coming yeah, back. Stardust or where, Derek Sampson. Was it? I think, um, he's a big, uh, well, he's no, no longer in the WWE, right? No, he left, uh, about a year ago. But like when Stephen Amell was doing his WWE stuff, which I don't know if he's still doing because I, I don't watch. But No, he hasn't done anything since Cody Rhodes left. I guess they're just friends. Um, yeah, it seemed like, well, they would always have their like WWE battles, him and, and Cody Rhodes. God, so. how do you remember
1: his name was Derek Sampson? <laughs> well, <laughs> I remember his name was Stardust because wasn't that his WWE name? Yeah, but isn't Stardust like the drug they deal? Yeah,
0: so that's why I remembered him as Stardust in the show. I'm like, oh, wasn't that his WWE name? <laughs> it, and it was weird because he like fell into a vat of acid and it just like knocked away his pain receptors. Um, I don't think it made him stronger or anything, but like he just, he's like, oh, I can't get hurt. I'm like, yeah, you can still get hurt. Like, <laughs> he just can't feel it. And then like... He just broke his legs. Yeah, <laughs> then Oliver just like, I cut all your tendons, so now you can't move
1: around. <laughs> Did you see um, Stephen Amell is going to be on like a celebrity edition of American American Ninja Ninja Warrior? Warrior.
0: Yeah, I did see that. And uh, it's funny because I don't, I I saw the list of the celebrities. And like,
1: I don't really know most
0: of these people (laughs) except for like Stephen Amell.
1: Um, I knew uh, Nick Swisher. He was a Major League Baseball player. Who else? Let's see. Let's look it up. But uh, he's always doing that salmon ladder in the show, which they stole directly from... Is that only
0: from Ninja Warrior?
1: The Salmon Liner? Is that where it came from? I've never seen it anywhere before that. And that I remember when they first brought it out on the Japanese Ninja Warrior, it was like the hardest thing because nobody had ever seen it and nobody beat it. So people started making their own just to practice it, and like that's where it became famous.
0: Oh, I mean, but I know I know Stephen Amell like has a crazy workout regime because he posted on Facebook all the time. But like Yeah, the other people are Derek Huch, Hugh Huch, I don't know his name, but uh for the dan- the guy from Dancing with the Stars. And Natalie Morales, who I, I do know from um uh The Grinder and uh, Parks and Rec. But I didn't know that she was like super uh super fit to be on America Ninja Warrior.
1: Do you, have you ever uh have you watched uh Ninja Warrior lately? Not lately, no. I watched the uh, Team Ninja Warrior. Have you seen that one at all? No. It made me mad. Because, like, they do three heats. Like, it's, uh, it's Team Ninja Warrior, so it's two, two guys. And How a, would you oh, describe shit. the big... Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, it's two guys and a team. Two guys and a girl make up the team on Ninja Warrior. And they, they each run a race. Like, they choose who they want to match up against. Yeah. But it makes me mad because they run the first two. They can win the first two. And then, like, the last one is the only one that counts. So whoever wins the last one just wins. I'm like, they just send their best <laughs> person on the last one. And I'm like, I don't get it. Why even do the first two or even have a team? Because well, whoever, do you, whoever the best runner is just wins it in the last heat. Do you think on this celebrity
0: uh, American Ninja Warrior, it's going to be sort of like Celebrity Jeopardy where the questions are easier? Like,
1: is the course going to be easier because there are celebrities on here? They'll probably uh, get passes. Like, they can go up and retry after they fail. <laughs> like, you don't fall into water. You just fall into a big pad, and then you can, <laughs> like, climb up a rope and do the thing again. They fall into pudding <laughs> and they have to eat their
0: way out. I mean, it would be disappointing if it's not, like, somewhat challenging of a course because you can see, like, at least I know with Stephen Amell, like, he's... he's. I feel like he could do a regular uh, American Ninja Warrior course.
1: Yeah. So, other big news. Uh, the only other really... Big thing that's been teased is um, Tyler Hoechlin, Hoechlin, what's his name? Uh, yeah, Tyler Hoechlin. I, he, I don't know how to say it, but... Yeah, neither do I, but he plays, he's returning to Supergirl to play Superman.
0: I was actually pretty happy about that because I feel like uh, I enjoyed, he was only in two episodes, I think, uh, at the beginning of Supergirl season two, um, and I really enjoyed uh, his character. Um, so I was kind of upset that he disappeared for a while. I get it, it's not Superman, uh, it's Supergirl. Um, but I kind of hope that he would be in more of this season and not just, like, two episodes. But I also heard Calista Flockhart's coming back. And I... Because I, she was my favorite character <laughs> from Supergirl Season yeah. 1. You're real excited about that, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, I, I, I really think that uh, Cat Grant was, like, the best character of that season, so... Do you know what she's coming... Is she going to do anything? Or is it just going to be, like... I don't know. I think she's coming back for the last episode. I don't know if it's the last couple or just the last one. I think it's the last one. But, yeah, uh, she's been traveling, and she gave... Control of of Catco to Jimmy Olsen. So I, I would Oops. love her to come back and be like, Jimmy, you've run this into the ground. And this was a terrible just decision. Just totally chews him out and fires him. <laughs> yeah. This was a terrible decision, Jimmy. No, but I fully expect them, like Supergirl writers, to just be like, she comes back and then she gives Kara
1: back her job in spite of Snapper's decision. So we left that show off. Terry Hatcher, who's Monel's mother, is basically about to invade Earth because she's mad that. Monel wouldn't come home with them to Daxam.
0: Yeah, which is crazy to me. Like They keep mentioning that Daxam is like so far away. Didn't they say it was something like four years away or something like that? Yeah. Um, and they're like, we need our leader now. Well, then why did you waste all of this time finding your son? Like, Why didn't you just go
1: back and rule Daxam? <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm guessing they're going to have some kind of big world war, and you think that's why Superman's going to come back to help?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird because um, they've shown Superman and Supergirl can move so quickly through Earth. Like, it's just odd that, like, they don't help each other out more often. Because they, they try to raise the stakes for Kara in National City, but, like, uh, how can they really do that when they know, like, super if it was really that big of a danger, Superman would come over and help, you know? Should have to send him an instant message. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like in the first season when they were actively avoiding calling him like Superman and Man of Steel and all that <laughs> stuff. They were just using euphemisms. It's like my cousin. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember in the last episode where they were just like, Oh, Kara needs to save the city. And you see, like, way in the distance, like Superman had flown in and he just started walking <laughs> on the ground with all the other mindless people in, in National City. And they're like, Oh yeah. He's just been on Earth longer, so he thinks more like a human. <laughs>
1: That's why it works it We also have couple other dangling storylines um the president of the united states being an alien yeah and the uh lena luther and her mother at the
0: uh well they also announced that lena luther is going to be a full-time season regular in season three of superhero so she's going to have
1: some big things she does in the finale
0: yeah you so think? They, they're going to integrate her more i wonder if they're going to do this sort of um smallville plot line where like You know, uh, Supergirl is friends with Lena Luthor for a while, and then Lena has her turn and then turns into, like, the girl version of Lex
1: Luthor, and then they're enemies. I did see, totally unconfirmed, but rumors that they were considering, like, starting to look around for to cast a Lex Luthor. Oh, really? Yeah, but... Like,
0: how is he going to get out of prison? Just, like, escape, or, like, he's being released or something? I don't know. That's maybe lana luther will break him out who do you think they would cast as a uh, lex luther like an older guy or somebody younger that's more like a cw like non-offensive white guy probably exactly that
1: <laughs> because i mean superman's pretty young
0: <laughs> yeah well a lot of people like when they were casting superman a lot of people wanted them to get tom welling you know smallville's uh Clark Kent. but i guess tom welling is is close to 40 or early 40s and That's probably like too old for them now.
1: What if they cast Tom Welling as Lex Luthor? That'd be hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) I did see um, on Bleeding Cool, Mark Gibbon cast as General Zod in Supergirl. so.
0: So General Zod's
1: coming, huh? Yeah, maybe he'll make an appearance. I mean, he could be a big villain next season, but yeah, he's a Superman villain. Probably his biggest. Except for Lex Luthor. I
0: wonder if they uh, they just kind of pull in some of the more recognizable Superman villains and just have her deal with it. I was... Because um, generally it seems like they just come up with female duplicates of Superman villains, like Brainiac and uh, whatever the Blue Girl was called last season I'm forgetting right now.
1: There really aren't a lot of just straight Supergirl foes. Yeah, they're all like... Leached off of superman or
0: yeah I, know. I mean i get it like they they share the same universe and they're basically like only you
1: know she's pretty much a sidekick
0: yeah their cities aren't far apart from each other
1: yeah i'm just like looking through some of the villains like they, they're they all pretty much superman villains tio morrow bizarro I mean, she's already dealt with like metallo they're all pittalic and and music meister and um, Livewire is probably the best straight up foe for her like the best straight up like cartoony yeah. villain I don't think Lena Luthor she might be real but I, I've never heard of her before Supergirl
0: no I had neither I kind of figured she was sort of analogous to what Smallville was doing where Lex had a sister that was sort of adopted and didn't know she was a Luthor and all that stuff what's but Ma- on Smallville it was Tess Mercer what's Maxwell Lord up to uh, he disappeared from the show with Callista Flockhart. <laughs> um, you didn't get put in prison or anything? I, no, I think they kind of just forgot about him. Um, because the actor was... All, well, like when the show was based in LA, like, you know, Calista Flockhart and... Um, uh, what's his name? Because I'm forgetting right now. Um, you know, they were based out
1: of LA. So when they moved to Vancouver, they just kind of left yeah. him behind. And uh, yeah, T. Omar was in the first season, made that Red Tornado robot so we haven't heard from him he was working for Maxwell lord he could come back mm. next season but yeah the biggest news is just superman coming back pretty excited for that haven't heard um a lot of huge news about the upcoming flash episodes i mean we pretty much know what they are yeah note, who savatar is and fight killer frost
0: that is that's pretty much it we know coming back that flash goes into the future for
1: an episode um we did see in the in the little preview that he has like a new future Flash outfit. He does, yeah, and he has like some sort of emo haircut in the future
0: when he's sad that Iris is dead. <laughs> <laughs> so does everybody? I think everybody just has long hair in the future for some reason. Like they forget to get haircuts.
1: Oh, I saw a picture of uh, Stephen Amell from the set with the long hair. Oh, and, in and Arrow. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they're
0: wrapping up the island um, uh, episodes, so like he he goes on the island. He's got his big hair, his long hair. I hope it looks better in the show because that, that set photo it would it looked like a pretty awful wig. I thought for a second you were gonna say you saw a photo of Stephen Amell in long hair on the flash set and I was just oh. like, oh he's going to the flash. <laughs> yeah. Do you think flash they're gonna, goes
1: back in time to Leon Yu. And- do you think they're gonna have a um uh,
0: uh uh an arrow sort of crossover like they sometimes do towards the end, you know, where flash and arrow kinda of help each other out with their villains like an episode or two before the end?
1: I think they would have teased that, so no, probably I don't not th- happening. I think these, these finales, they'll stick to their own universes. Hmm. Especially with h- how much money they're spending on all these guest stars in the Arrow finale. I know, they probably <laughs> like blew their whole budget on <laughs> all of these guest stars for the Arrow finale. I am wondering if maybe, because like, Legends is over, maybe some Legends might show up to help out on Flash. Or...
0: Yeah, but it'd, it'd be weird if they did, because Legends are stuck in like some
1: alternate reality with dinosaurs or something. But shouldn't that be? Like, yeah, I still don't get that. Like, where are the dinosaurs going to show up? And didn't they go back to 2017?
0: Well, see, yeah, it, for the uh, for the legends, it's May 2017 where this is happening with the dinosaurs. So yeah. uh, technically, they could still show
1: up on Arrow because it, in Arrow, it's still <laughs> April 2017. Um. So you st- you still think Savitar is Wally West? I'm still think he's Wally. I still kind of think it's. Who else would it be? I think it's future Barry.
0: So future Barry imprisons future future Barry. I mean, there's stuff that makes less sense. If it (laughs) if it is future Barry, it just cements the fact that Barry is the greatest villain of the Flash because (laughs) he has killed thousands of people, uh, changed entire timelines for his own selfish wins. Um.
1: Yeah, like Barry is honestly the, the biggest villain of the Flash so I was, far. I was just saying, like we we watched um, Reverse Flash on the Legends finale, go back and get all his time remnants and get like 30 <laughs> yeah. of himself. So he, he could just watch Savitar kill Iris and be like, Meh, go back in time, get her time remnant and bring her to the future. <laughs> yeah, what happens if he just takes, because we know in the episode next week that's coming out, he travels to the future to find out who Savitar is. What if he just takes Iris with him and they just live (laughs) in the future? Yeah. (laughs) After she's already supposedly dead. Well, the promo
0: I saw of the episode just made everything look like all dirty and like down in the dump. So clearly like Savitar does something else to like destroy the city or something or something else happens and he just doesn't
1: care enough to stop it. That's like, no, that's just like after Donald Trump's second term because they're 2024. (laughs) That's like the end of his second term. So (laughs) that's just what happens. I think they were, uh, um i lost my train of thought on that one damn it i had something good too you were saying it was like a something bad happened in the future
0: no oh no uh so like <laughs> he spends like the last couple of episodes really down in the dumps that he's not supposed to time travel anymore and then his only solution to finding savitar is to time travel in the future like oh i'm not supposed to go to the past and change things anymore i've gotten warned about a hundred times about that but they didn't say don't go to the future <laughs> Like, nobody's told me that. Except for Jay, who just said you shouldn't know too much about your own future. Yeah, you can go to the future and change a bunch of stuff because it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just wondering when um, when those time rates are going to come out and stop Barry. Like, he just can't control himself. He just needs to
1: time travel. You think... Um, what if... Uh, <laughs> I think it was funny if savatar turned out to be barry's mother because she's so pissed that she keeps getting <laughs> killed over and over again she's like barry there's like eight <laughs> of you at, at my time of death
0: <laughs> so mm-hmm. i needed to teach you a lesson stop time traveling
1: she finally absorbs some of the speed <laughs> force yeah or if they just made savatar like some indian guy from three thousand years ago that, that we've never seen before and has no relevance at all that'll be quite the uh season's shocker so i did want to talk about uh Couple other shows we watched, uh, Legion, which was on FX, yeah, and Iron Fist. So, what did you think of Legion? Because that wrapped up a few weeks ago.
0: Uh, I really enjoyed uh, Legion. Um, I said from the beginning that I felt Legion was unlike any comic book show out there, and it really was. Like from start to finish, there's only eight episodes, and um, it wasn't like any other
1: comic book show that I've seen before. It definitely wasn't like anything, but. I don't necessarily think that's a good thing, like you do. I, I
0: really liked it. I liked uh, the risks they took with it. I love the visual style of it. Um, it. It was like other comic books in the sense that there was a comic book plot. Um, and, you know, there's some evil uh, mutant organization, and it's nice that they can actually say mutants in this episode <laughs> or in the series. Um, there's uh, some evil mutant organization, and then there's the rebellious mutants that just want to coexist and be left alone, and then the humans that just want to control them and, and wipe them out because they're worried about their own safety. Um, I mean, that's sort of the backbone of the pilot of the plot, but like the, the rest of it is, uh, like a deep dive into mental illness. Like a lot of, a lot of this season has just been like, how do you deal with mental illness? But then it's like, none of it was really mental illness. Well, yeah. He even says like, that's the danger of being a schizophrenic. Like you convinces, you, you're convinced and you convince yourself that everything is fine, that it's just all in your head. Um, and that's like a symptom of the illness is that he can just say like, I want it to be true. I want people to tell me that you're right. You're a mutant. <laughs> like you're not sick this whole time. You just had an ability that you couldn't control. And he's like, that's the danger with this illness. Like part of me still thinks like I could still be sick and this is my mind just fracturing.
1: That actually would be an interesting ending if they just like turned out that he was schizophrenic. Yeah, and like the whole thing was a hallucination. Did you like that uh,
0: he sort of alluded that Professor X could be his father? I mean, in the comics, he is, but like he has no idea. He just finds out that he's adopted, but he yeah. spends like episode seven trying
1: to dissect who his father is and what how how this came to be. Yeah, in that episode, they pretty much spell it all out. They show. Not professor. They don't say Professor X, but they show he's like, oh, what if my father was a powerful telepath? Yeah, and he. <laughs> so if you haven't if you haven't seen it, the basic gist of the show is um, David Holler, whose X Men name is Legion, which is where they get the name of the show. He's he thinks he's schizophrenic, but they find out that he's when he was a baby he was some villain telepath. I forget the name of the villain. It was like. Uh, farouk or something like that yeah um the i just he was like the beast with the yellow eyes like the whole episode or the whole series yeah but so he had been defeated by professor x in the past and he like attached his consciousness to profess professor x's baby which is david and he'd been like messing with his mind his whole life trying to like yeah suck his own mental power to Fuel his own comeback, basically feed off of David's abilities
0: um, to the point where either he could convince David that they should work together and be one like sort of single entity, or to just push David's entire consciousness out of the way and control David, uh, David's body and his abilities.
1: And this. This beast or this mental villain was represented by Audrey Plaza the whole time. Yeah, she was great in this series. Like this is honestly, I loved Audrey Plaza in
0: Parks and Rec. I thought that was a really great role for her, but like this, um, as as Lenny, um, the the villain in the series, <laughs> basically the the mind
1: um mutant, she was uh she was great. I loved how like as they started defeating her more and more, she like she got it's crazier so and crazier, yeah, and just dirtier and dirtier. Her hair got all messed up, her yeah. makeup, and she like stepped out of the bed, and there was just like slime coming off her feet. Yeah, I love at some point too, like when
0: she's starting to win, and like she has that weird sort of like in her underwear dance to like that Nina
1: Simone song. She just like there's oh, no, that was one of like that's the perfect example of yeah. why it's weird. It just for no reason goes into that dance number with her <laughs> that's what i love about it it's like <laughs> where are you gonna get that like, it's not gonna happen on arrow she she's like she traps them in this uh dream where they're in like the menstrual institution and she's like the head doctor yeah and she's like just messing with all their minds just trying to convince them that they're the ones that are sick and then just out of nowhere she she's like the doctor and she like takes her pants off and she's in a <laughs> leotard <laughs> and just starts this. dancing and humping things yeah that's
0: great <laughs> it's just silly you
1: didn't, you didn't enjoy
0: that at all? It, it takes me completely out of the episode I loved it and, and I love like the way like the colors like they just start cutting into like these psychedelic colors and like the whole screen turns blue at some
1: point and and then red and like it's I thought it was awesome man I don't know why you didn't like about it and then uh in the second to last episode again she's like making her big stand she's trying to start kill off all the heroes and it just it just turns into like a silent Film and there's like title cards oh, saying that, the dialogue. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's 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 a mishmash of
0: imagery and sound and music, and I like that because like everything's out of control, and that's a great way of of showing it on screen. And the fact that all of this is taking place inside of somebody's mind because it's not always David's. um Like I think they it should... show it's out of control by turning it into like a 1920s silent yeah. film. Because it's like, it's, it's insane. Like everything, everything that could go wrong is going wrong. And, um, you're basically stuck, it trapped in the astral plane in this big mental landscape. Why can't it be crazy? Like why, how else are you going to show that just with like dim lights
1: in a corridor? I mean, how, I mean, I get showing it's crazy and it's like a complete dream state, but silent film I don't know. I just I love that they experimented with stuff. I love it's that. Like, what what is is the character reading the title card? <laughs> like is the title card in the film or is it for the audience? I don't know. You know, it could be anything. It's like dun dun, dun and then text I'm going to kill you now.
0: <laughs> I'm sure there was a specific reason for it uh that I'm not remembering at the moment. But yeah, I I really enjoyed it and I loved that they uh just to spoil the ending a little bit. They didn't kill off uh, aubrey blaza's character lenny she uh she moves into another mind and uh drives away at the end yeah
1: is um is he a tel- telepath too or me- mental All of, uh his name was oliver yeah i think he was because he
0: he just sort of locked himself on the astral plane for a long time i forgot um what they said his ability was or why he decided to do that um, but he was missing for like 20 years.
1: I did think that, yeah, he was, um, Melanie Bird's wife. Yeah. Uh, I did think that was really cool how like he couldn't remember her at all. And then right when he remembers her is when yeah, he when gets, uh, he gets taken over. Yeah. He gets possessed by, um, Aubrey Plaza. That what, was really cool. What did you think of David and Sid's relationship?
0: So Sid's ability was that she couldn't touch anyone because she transferred bodies with them. They switched consciousness. It's pretty much like a rogue,
1: uh, rogue ripoff.
0: Yeah, except like, uh, so she'll she'll move into your body and you move into hers, and like whatever abilities you have, she has control of, and whatever abilities she
1: had, you have control of, and it doesn't seem to last very long. Yeah, I thought it was cool how they like develop their relationship in the astral plane because they can't touch. They can't touch. Yeah, so they just end up like boning each other on the astral plane. Mind, a literal <laughs> mind f.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But she had like the creepiest story. Like he's like, oh, have you ever had sex before? And she's just like, yeah, uh, with my mom's boyfriend. I just <laughs> transferred my consciousness into my mom. And then we just started doing each other in the shower. <laughs> but it did, it stopped halfway through. <laughs> and my mom freaked out and he freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> so um, her mom had her power? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Her mom was sleeping or something and she switched bodies with her mom and then walked into the shower and
1: um, That's pretty creepy. Yeah. So is that guy a pedophile now?
0: I don't know. They switched halfway through so like I think she just her body just returns back to normal and they <laughs> I don't know, it's kind of a weird setup. The the powers I didn't get the most were carries. Um just because his ability was that he was also the same person as like this younger woman. Um like he's an older man um and his younger self is a woman who's a fighter and he's a scientist. Like they're sort of split personalities, but they're actually two separate people, but with the same, but yeah. the same person.
1: Yeah. Their, their powers really didn't go beyond that. Yeah. Beyond just being two people in one body. Yeah. I did love uh, autonomy, like the dream guy. Yeah. The memory master or whatever. His, his part kind of, died down in the last few episodes but i really liked his scenes where he was like exploring memories with people
0: i thought it was really cool because um when they do frame um we're going through the memories and they're framing it like david's always off to the side in the corner um just because they're exploring his memory so like he's never at the forefront he's just off in the back corner yeah um but he does sort of describe his ability as some sort of time traveler because he can go back into
1: people's memories as they see it and um, I was a little confused, like that, the subplot of the government agency trying to stop the mutants. So are they like on the same side now? Because David said to the, that guy, he's like, oh, we have to work together to stop the uh, Farouk thing.
0: Yeah, I think they are. Because um, by the end of it, they, uh, they were going to blow up all the mutants, even though it didn't make any sense because David could stop anything that they could throw at them. Like David is incredibly overpowered. <laughs> Like, once he's in full control of his abilities, like, he can stop anything, like, yeah, fully, like, telekinetic, fully
1: telepathic. Reality-altering powers. He's yeah. pretty much God-level. Yeah. Um, yeah, anything else about Legion?
0: Uh, I mean, I think we hit, we hit the big stuff. There are a lot of, uh, episodes where I just, I really enjoyed, um... You know the montage musics that they would do to like some of the fight scenes, like just when David um, goes in to rescue his sister, and the way that is presented, like he's already done all the damage, but people are are walking through and they see all the soldiers just sort of half in the ground and stuff. Like, I just love like th- like that whole sequence, um, and even the last bit at the end when they tried to humanize the, uh, um, what was his name, like Gordon or something, like the bad guy. The who's guy who's pretty much two faced now. Yeah, the guy who's basically two face. Um uh, yeah, I forget his name, but um he he hasn't shown up since like the first episode when like David accidentally burns half of him. <laughs> but they do some like background uh information on him. You see like how he's been suffering and dealing with it and all the resentment he sort of feels towards David. But then when he
1: realizes that David will save them, like he is sort of about face on it. So And they they made an effort to show that he was gay and his, yeah his husband like <laughs> he, he, he his husband still cared for him but like he still yeah <laughs> he was still upset he was kind of a dick to his husband and then, then yeah he's like i can't love you until i kill david yeah but they yeah. gave him like a cool like snake cane i'm i'm definitely i definitely enjoyed the story i'm looking forward to watching next season but i'll yeah. still continue to complain about those ridiculous <laughs> editing I, I hope they do more of it, honestly.
0: <laughs>
1: because, I mean, if it was just
0: any other comic book show, I mean, we could just watch Iron Fist, you know, and and have, uh, you know, your generic Arrow knockoff show. Is that your official opinion uh, yeah. on Iron Fist? <laughs> I mean, I didn't enjoy Iron Fist. I liked all of the other uh, Marvel series. I really liked Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Like, there was something I loved about all of them, but Iron Fist, man... I felt it was basically uh, the first season of Arrow with
1: weaker characters and weaker plots. It definitely was weaker. I mean, I enjoyed watching it. I don't know if maybe that's just because I'm a comic fan. and I binged it in like two days. Uh, and for me,
0: that's weird because with Daredevil and Jessica Jones and, and Luke Cage, I sort of savored it a bit and took my time watching them. And I think I finished them after like two or three weeks. But this one, I was just like, eh, I don't care. I'll just do the next one and binge through it. The actor definitely was kind of weak. The problem with with Iron Fist, and this was, like, I feel like, one of the bigger problems, is that he, uh, if you don't know the the basic premise of it, it's basically like Arrow in the sense that he's a billionaire. His plane crashed, uh, I think in the series it was 10 years ago. Um, He was like 15. Yeah. And now he comes back 20, as a 25-year-old. He comes back, it's 10 years later. Um, and he has been trained in a mysterious island <laughs> to uh, by Chinese you know, monks. By Chinese monks to be, uh, you know, a, a martial arts master called the Iron Fist. And he comes back and he tries to take back his company and convince everybody that you know he's back from the dead and he he is who he says he is. And like this is basically Arrow, like the whole plot behind Arrow. Um, and I think Arrow just did it better. But when he comes back, um, he keeps saying like I'm this martial arts master. I'm the Iron Fist. But whenever he has a battle, like all the the actions in slow motion, (laughs) like it's not like there are better fight scenes, like ninja battle fight scenes on Daredevil than there are in Iron Fist. And if he's supposed to be the ultimate kung fu master, why don't we just get better fights out of this series?
1: Yeah, that's a good point. the 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 martial arts definitely was lacking, and I was so taken out of it when um what's her name the nurse claire temple yeah claire temple like she just we see her taking some lessons like last time we saw her she was um she was dating luke cage yeah like she was i guess luke cage turned himself in he's in prison now uh so she was just hanging out with him but now she's taking a couple martial arts lessons from colleen wing and now all of a sudden claire temple was beating the crap out of like all these mercenaries (laughs) i'm like no like, well, I can see everyone else training their whole lives. I it felt like such a contrived
0: way to slide Claire Temple into Iron Fist because like she's a nurse in all the other series. But uh obviously she loses her job uh in Daredevil uh season 2 and um you know with Luke Cage like she's still kind of a nurse but also his girlfriend. Uh she shows up out of nowhere just cuz she wants to take karate lessons uh from Colleen Wing. Yeah. <laughs> and she's the how... one
1: character that has to get shoehorned into the yeah.
0: series. And it's funny because when she finally discovers that Iron uh, Fist, is sworn enemy of the Hand, um, and they need to fly to China to to battle the Hand, like she's like, I need to get my revenge. Like you don't understand. You didn't see Daredevil season two. Like some nurses were killed. <laughs> I need I need my revenge on the Hand. They almost killed me. Uh, so she, then she gets there and like she's like, I don't want any part of this. <laughs> like I wish I hadn't come. I'm like, well, why did you force yourself into this battle to begin with?
1: I think. Like, the most interesting part of Iron Fist was the story with the Meachums. Like, the, how the father was... I was interested in Harold Meachum for a while. Uh, I knew, uh, for some
0: reason, I had a feeling uh, in the first episode that he wasn't dead. Because like, I kept saying like, Harold had died of cancer uh, years ago. But then you... It, they spoil that pretty early on, that he's still alive. Yeah. And I mean, that's
1: s- not ex- really a secret. Surprise. Except, it. except for... Uh, what's, it, uh, what's her name? Susan Meachum? No, it's not Susan. Joy Joy, uh, Mijim. Joy Mijim,
0: yeah. yeah. Um and yeah, surprise he's a dick and surprise he's mean. Um and it turns out yeah, like the squirrely assistant, and I'm like, oh yeah, that guy's not long for the world. And sure enough, he kills him over like ice cream, Like he doesn't like <laughs> ice cream flavors or something.
1: Like, do you have any uh, vanilla? It's like I got you all this. That w- I got you cocoa puffs ice cream and you want <laughs> vanilla? Well <laughs> yeah, I thought that was like the most interesting because their whole family dynamic like the father's hidden and he's trying to do good but he's being warped by evil was he
0: trying to do good though um he you find out later on that he basically kills um uh, but i mean danny's father like he has been working for the hand this whole time yeah and then he forces danny's father onto the plane and even Madame Gao says like she didn't want Danny's father to die like she had no plans to kill him it's just Harold Harold uh Meacham decided oh
1: it's time to get rid of my best friend I w- yeah I was going to say the whole twist with Harold at the end turning out to be the killer was like that was it bad It didn't feel right no
0: and well I also didn't get why he felt like he needed to kill and discredit Danny by the end because basically Danny helps him to yeah. come back from the dead and to reclaim his his Di- his stake in um in ran enterprises and you know harold's back on top but then all of a sudden he's like we need to get rid of
1: danny like let's Dan- make this a Meacham, uh, you know enterprise now danny has no idea that harold is any type of bad at all no until like, the last episode and he just like he loves him yeah he's helping him against the hand but like, it, yeah
0: and it didn't make any sense because like Danny loves uh, Harold and he's he's willing to work for him, do whatever he yeah. wants. Like, the entire series he's doing this and then by the end of it, Harold's just like, yeah, let's kill Danny.
1: H- Harold could have had the Iron Fist, yeah. like, in working his pocket for him. The whole time, yeah. And but He just t- decides to turn, and turn on him and kill him for, like, totally inane reasons. Yeah, and surprise, like, the Iron Fist kills him <laughs> because
0: he has no training in martial arts. Um... I felt like it was. He, try, uh, he shoots him in the hand. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like um, Danny kept mentioning Kunlun, and I get that they can't really like spend the bucks to like show a lot of Kunlun because it's some sort of magical CGI city. But like by the end of it, like the big final reveal that leads into probably season two of of um, Iron Fist is that Kunlun is missing. Like Danny has abandoned his post to go to New York City and figure out what happened to his family rather than um stay and protect Kunlun as is the job of Iron Fist is
1: to protect Kunlun i guess his friend Davos from Kunlun is uh working with the hand now yeah well um he's upset that
0: uh, he's insanely jealous cuz he also tried to be iron fist and then they picked Danny and then Danny abandoned them immediately to, <laughs> to go figure out what was wrong going on with his family and who tried to kill him um but Danny's job was to stay and protect Kunlun, and he abandoned Kunlun. And when he gets at the end, when he decides to go back to Kunlun, Kunlun's no longer there. So I felt like it was kind of a depressing ending in the sense that, like, I just didn't care (laughs) because, like, uh, they didn't show us anything of
1: Kunlun—like, not a single tree of Kunlun. Yeah, we don't know. In the first couple episodes, we see like a vision of his like monk master, but he he disappears when he decides not to
0: right kill someone so but you don't see like even a room inside Kunlun. like like he just mentions it all the time
1: nothing of his life there yeah and so like when it's just gone i'm just like so he 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 talks about all these fond memories there but he
0: just talks about them we never see any of it and they mention how like sweet the the air is there and like oh i loved being under this tree in the center of town and like i said i get that they can't like spend a ton of dough and create this series like visually but like To have the final cliffhanger be like, oh, now Cunlan's in danger and it's disappeared,
1: I just didn't care. (laughs) There's nothing for me to attach to it. They tried to kind of steal the Guardians of the Galaxy thing, too, by having them listen to the 10-year-old music on the iPod. Yeah, they dropped that pretty quickly, like... He, uh, he still had his iPod from 10 years ago that
0: apparently he could still charge in Kunlun. And uh, <laughs> he was still listening to it, like in the first
1: couple episodes. He just like lived in the park and then uh, would listen to the iPod. They have USB chargers there? Yeah. Uh, just to finish my thought on the Meachums, like I did really like the, the dynamic about how Harold is He's seen as like the evil corporate head. Like he's trying to hold Danny down. But we found out he's actually good, but he's like just being controlled by Harold. And um, Joy is, like, good, but she's, like, starting to get corrupted by having to, like, do all these things. Like, she starts working with Harold when she finds yeah. out he's still alive. And she starts
0: to resent Danny for ruining her life. And Davos clearly is yeah. trying to get her to uh, backstab Danny. Like, that's his plan in the future is to turn Joy.
1: She resents Danny, too, for, like, yeah. messing up all her, like, board meetings and getting them right voted off the board.
0: But Ward is, is uh, he spends most of the series just upset with Danny and hating Danny. And then by the end of it, sort of coming to terms with Danny and starting to be friendly with Danny again. And because Ward seems by the end of it, he's just, I just want out. I just want to, yeah. <laughs> I want to take some money. He becomes and I, like He becomes a drug addict. Yeah. He's like, I want to take some money and I just want to retire. I, I will go to the Bahamas and you never have to see me again. And like that always gets stopped somehow. <laughs> the second he goes to do that, his dad just drains his bank account. <laughs> So
1: I definitely see why people weren't as big of fans of this one. No,
0: I mean, I mean, Danny, his character is too like he just seems like and Madam Gao calls him this like you are just a 10 year old in an adult's body. Like he he just wants like what he wants now. He sees the world like in black and white, like he can't understand the nuance of anything. Um, <laughs> like he's just I don't know. He like he is a
1: kid in an adult body. Madam Gao has become such a big character from yeah. this, though. Like in Daredevil, before she was, she was like the last in line of all the crime syndicates that were working under Fisk.
0: Yeah, she had a big, a big role in Daredevil season one, and then disappeared for a bit, and showed up a little bit in season two. Um, what do you think about the turn of uh, Colleen Wing, where you find out that she is a member of the Hand, the sworn enemy of
1: Iron Fist? Um. I mean, it was interesting, but I think, um, Finn Jones acting, he couldn't deliver on it. Like I didn't get the feeling that he was as betrayed as he was trying to be or, or I don't know. Like he forgave her too quickly.
0: Well, I mean, do you understand, uh, or at least
1: sympathize with her why she hid it from him? Like she knows she's part of the hand the entire time. But she didn't know that the hand was evil, that she was being manipulated. She thought she was in, like, some good part of the hand.
0: Yeah, she's like, uh, I mean, I know there's, like, some drug parts of the hand. Which I find extremely hard to believe. (laughs) Yeah. But we're in the cool, like,
1: monastery one where we just train at a school, man. But she had, like, those students. Like, she's a completely good person. But, like, those students that she trained and got into the hand who have been there for, I don't know, a couple months maybe, are dragging her off to... Le- give her a lethal injection <laughs> Yeah, I'm like there's no way she she,
0: she can- had no idea yeah. that this is what was happening what about uh, Bakudo like did you think that he was a good villain for the hand
1: it was definitely interesting how he did like, you
0: believe that he really thought that he was trying to do good or do you think he's had ulterior motives the whole time
1: um because it was, he does- it was clear that he had ulterior motives I do think it would be cool if there actually was like a good part of the hand. Right. Who was like at odds with what the hand used to be being like an evil shadow organization. I did think it was funny that a lot of the other people
0: seem to know more about being Iron Fist than Danny. <laughs> like, oh, you don't know how to
1: heal people with Iron Fist? And he's just like, no, I can do that. <laughs> I know in like classic Iron Fist um, portrayals, he's like, He's like a complete monk. Like, he's totally calm. Really? And, um, yeah, like, like anytime... I know in the cartoon on Disney XD, he's, like, friends with Spider-Man, and Spider-Man will go off half-cocked, and he'll be like, we must find our center and find peace before we can <laughs> defend ourselves. But here, he's, like, going off... He's, like, so angry. Yeah, it's hard for him to even summon the Iron Fist at certain points. He's just like, I can't. It's not coming to me. That annoyed me, too, how he hardly ever used it. And then yeah. when he did, he could... He was good for one punch, and that was it.
0: Yeah, that's literally all he used it for was one punch. Like, oh, I made it through the door. Goodbye, Iron Fist. <laughs> or to, like, block an axe or a bullet or something. Yeah. Like, when it came up the first time, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I didn't really know what his abilities were. Um, but then it went away immediately. And I'm like, you're still in danger. You just broke the axe. Like, <laughs> the guy <laughs> is still there. Yeah. It's like, he. why don't you just use that and just pummel everyone? I, I don't know. But like I said, I, I really felt like the action, the 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 fight scenes weren't on par with what we saw in Daredevil. So, for somebody who's supposed to be a kung fu expert or martial arts master, like I just didn't get that feeling from him, or the series in
1: general. I'm looking forward to the Defenders. I think I think Iron Fist is better as part of an ensemble rather than his own hero. It's possible. Um, I didn't like his origin story. I just felt like it was the weakest of all the uh, the series. Like, all throughout Marvel Comics, like, he's traditionally been paired with Luke Cage as Heroes for Hire. Right. So, I would even like it if... go Just go ahead and cancel Iron Fist Season 2 and make him a, a star on a Season 2 of Luke Cage, but... Well, they, they tended to do a little bit of that, like, in Jessica Jones. Like, Luke Cage is in,
0: like, four or five episodes, so...
1: Yeah. I really did like Luke Cage a lot. That series? Yeah, I really enjoyed Luke Cage. Um, it's... uh. It's
0: different in the sense that there are two villains. Like, there's one villain, Cottonmouth, like for eight episodes, and then
1: it kind of pivots a little bit and switches to a different villain, Diamondback, who's just who was just absolutely insane. Yeah, I thought uh Cottonmouth was really cool. Cottonmouth was amazing. Yeah. Um, should wrap this up, um, one final thought. I was reading some comics news. Um, I guess DC's doing another huge event. Remember the Flashpoint that they had years ago that started their whole latest timeline, their New 52? Mm -hmm. Well, I guess they're doing another thing. And uh, they had like this rebirth thing where all the everything that was before the New 52 like started to come back. And now I guess that was all being controlled by Dr. Manhattan from The Watchmen. Really? And they're bringing The Watchmen into the greater DC universe now. Why? Was there any, like, specific reason?
0: I don't know. I just... <laughs> like, didn't the, the Watchmen, like, their timeline sort of existed in the 80s, right? Like, because that's when it takes place? Is that when it... It's the 80s, right? That's when it was written. Yeah. Um And, like, when they saved New York City, um, it's just like, oh, now it's 1988 now or whatever. And then that was it.
1: There was no more story. Like, that, there, yeah. there was only that one novel, right? They didn't go past that ever. Yeah, just that one that one run they, like they were dc comics but they were never a part of the normal dc universe they were just their own ho- their own one-shot story but nobody
0: in the series really had super abilities except for dr manhattan they were just
1: kind of street fighters right yeah there was like a was it night owl was that his name yeah was like the batman type and then rorschach um yeah he was just a detective. And it's been a while since I saw Watchmen but the uh, the comedian yep um, oh that that was like the the preview strip I saw like Batman's talking to the Flash and he's like oh I just found this weird thing in the Batcave and it's that uh, comedian button with like the blood on it oh yeah the smiley face he's like this has showed up in the Batcave <laughs> and
0: then um. so somehow they're gonna like merge the Watchmen universe into the greater DC universe
1: yeah I guess so huh kind of weird but yeah it's comics are way too much i mean (laughs) it's enough getting involved with the tv shows and movies i know i don't don't know their own separate i don't know how people can follow how do you have
0: time for it like there's so much prep like of watching tv shows for this just to talk about (laughs) stuff for this show like i don't understand like how you would have time to read all these comic books like just to to get a greater understanding of it all so
1: all right any uh last
0: thoughts before we end it no i just can't wait for for the return of uh, our shows next week
1: yeah well this was fun just kind of talking uh talking news and some other shows yeah um yeah next week flash supergirl arrow comes back of yeah. course legends is done yep yeah. legion is done iron fist is done Defenders <laughs> <laughs> in august yeah subscribe to us on itunes download at thedcmonitors.wordpress.com follow us on Twitter Facebook and each Thursday night 7.30 on strangelabel.com listen to us live come in here and chat have a good night have a good night